Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, February 16th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Joe Biden is going on a road trip. He thinks he might be able to sell American voters on his COVID relief plan, even if he can't sell it to Republican senators. In Texas, blackouts and sub-freezing temperatures are challenging the state's freewheeling market for electricity. Our employment columnist, Sarah O'Connor, used to be optimistic about robots. Now she's not. Plus, a Russian discount retailer is planning an IPO in London. I'm Brendan Greeley, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Joe Biden is leaving Washington and will take his case for a $1.9 trillion relief plan to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It is his first trip outside the Capitol since becoming president. Biden and his top officials have struggled to gain support from Republicans on Capitol Hill for another COVID spending package, which includes $1,400 checks for individuals, extra funding for unemployment benefits, an increase in child tax credits, and aid to state and local governments. Many Republican lawmakers have argued that the price tag is excessive, but polls show that much of the legislation has high levels of support among U.S. voters, in particular the direct payments to households. According to a survey conducted by bipartisan pollsters for CNBC, 64% of Americans believe that the cost of the bill is about right or too little, with 36% saying it is too much. In America's southern plains, Arctic air has frozen wellheads, interrupted gas supply to power plants, and encased some wind turbines in ice. In Texas, close to 3 million households were without electricity on Monday. The Southwest Power Pool electricity market, which stretches from Oklahoma to North Dakota, has declared an emergency alert and begun controlled interruptions of service. The cold snap is proving a particular test for Texas's freewheeling electricity model. Power plants don't have an incentive to build reserve capacity. They're only paid for the energy they sell. On Monday, wholesale prices for electricity on the Texas grid reached the price cap of $9,000 per megawatt hour. The average price is $25. And unlike the utility monopolies in other states, in Texas, electricity retailers compete fiercely for customer business and often tie prices to market conditions. This has left electricity retailers worried about sending out skyrocketing bills. One has even encouraged customers to take their business elsewhere. The surge in demand for online shopping has accelerated automation at warehouses. Robots now work alongside humans to pick and pack for delivery. But has this made life easier for human workers? The FT's employment columnist Sarah O'Connor has been investigating. She told news briefing host Mark Filipino what it was like inside one of these warehouses before robots were introduced. They were pretty grim. I mean, the key thing with those retail warehouses is that they're absolutely enormous. And so when you're a picker in a warehouse without much automation, it means walking a lot, walking around all the shelves to pick items for delivery. And most workers would walk somewhere between 8 and 15 miles a day. And the people that I would speak to would complain often of getting blisters on their feet. Some of them would smear their feet in Vaseline before a shift to try and get through this pretty grueling experience. So until fairly recently, robotics hadn't really hit the warehouse space. They were they were pretty low-tech environments. So how widespread is automation now, and what do the robots do? It's becoming much more widespread. I would say it's still probably mostly happening in the more sophisticated retailers' warehouses. So the big logistics providers like DHL, Amazon, obviously. So Amazon bought a robot company 
a few years ago now and has been rolling them out into its massive warehouses. There are different robots. One that's maybe on the more straightforward end is a robotic trolley. So it's like a self-driving trolley that leads a worker from one shelf space to the next. And then another kind, which is what Amazon's doing, is a bit cleverer. They have robots that carry the shelves to the workers. That's just an amazing thing to conceptualize that the shelves come to the workers. But when reading your article, I saw that there are some not so great impacts, especially with the trolley that you described in terms of the employees keeping up with it. Yeah, so I used to think that robotics in places like warehouses would be great because they would make this work less arduous. But actually, because robots are so relentlessly quick, and indeed that's the whole purpose of introducing them, the humans that remain have to work really quite hard to keep up. And the company that manufactures them boasts in its marketing material that workers travel around their warehouses much faster when they're forced to keep up with these robot trolleys. Similarly, with the Amazon example, the workers aren't having to walk at all there, which is good, but they're having to twist and bend and reach and stretch continuously for hours. And we've seen now some of the signs of the wear and tear that that's having on their bodies. You know, this seems like no matter what, it's going to be a physical job. Will the presence of robots ever completely eliminate that? I think one day it might do. So the part of the job that at the minute can't be automated is picking up different objects that are, you know, completely different in size. You might pick up a lipstick and then the next thing you pick up is a DVD or a cuddly toy. You know, human fingers are just so much better at adapting to that kind of variety than any sort of robot hand. But retailers and online warehouse operators have a huge incentive in figuring out how to automate that last stage. So I think at some point it will happen. But I mean, Jeff Bezos said recently that he thinks it's at least 10 years away. So Sarah, you you talked a little bit about the health implications that these employees are experiencing. What else did you find out? Actually, there was a good piece of investigative reporting done last year that found that health and safety injuries are actually much higher in those warehouses that do have robots installed. And I think it's because of the relentless wear and tear on your body of of making those movements over and over again. So is there anything that can be done about it? Is there any happy place that is between where we're at and where we could be? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you look at the history of industrialization, every time new technology gets introduced to a workplace, there's often a period in which it doesn't work out that well for the human workers. And so what needs to happen is you need to design the work processes so that they're not ruinous on the human body. You need regular rest breaks. You need to change what you're doing so you're not doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, more fundamentally, you probably need a different balance of power in these workplaces, which are currently sort of staffed by people who often are not in unions, don't have much right to raise their voices and say, this isn't okay. That was the FT's Sarah O'Connor talking to news briefing host Mark Filipino. A Russian discount retailer called Fixed Price is planning a stock market listing in London, where it hopes to raise over a billion dollars. Max Seddon is an FT correspondent in Moscow. We talked about the IPO on Monday, and I started by asking him what Fixed Price does. Fixed Price is the biggest chain of dollar stores in Russia and the former Soviet Union. It has about 4,200 stores in hundreds of cities in Russia, Central Asia, and it sells thousands of different goods. It's mostly cosmetics, household supplies, food with a long shelf life. 
and the trick is that everything costs uh, less than 250 rubles, which is about three bucks forty, and 80% of it is 100 rubles or less. So what's driving sales at fixed price right now? Well, it's a pretty simple and sad story. Russian people are getting poorer, so more of them are shopping at these dollar stores and other discount retailers. So Russian people, you know, in, in the pandemic, dealing with all these problems, uh, that's why you go to the stores like Fixed Price, or that's why you go to the discount food retailers. The average monthly salary for a lot of public sector employees in Russia is only about 20, 25, 30,000 rubles, which is an absolute pittance. It's just a few hundred dollars a month. And so it's no wonder that people are shopping at these places. This is a company that's doing well because living standards have dropped in Russia. So it's raising capital in London. Why is it going to London? London has traditionally been the place where you go if you're a Russian company to find the biggest investors because it was you know the most popular stock market. It's uh, much easier to reach than the U.S. from the New York from Russia. And in recent years with the sanctions, you've seen a lot of that activity decline because the whole nature of this, uh, you know, open global market and Russia being a part of it has been so politicized. And if it goes ahead, fixed price will be the biggest Russian IPO in London since 2017 when a company called EM Plus went public. Max, thanks. Thank you very much. Max Seddon is a Moscow correspondent for the Financial Times. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.